I do feel rather guilty about breaking my promise to my father. You see, when he found out about the murder at Easter, he telephoned to tell me that he would be coming to England in the summer holes to make sure I didn't get into any more trouble. I didn't really believe he would, but I was wrong. He really did come all the way from Hong Kong by plane and train and boat. I ought to have known that when my father says he is going to do something, he does it. On the last day of the summer term at Deepdean, where Daisy and I go to school, we were lazing on the lawn behind house with Kitty, Beanie and Lavinia, our dorm mates and fellow third formers, cut grass scratching the backs of our knees. I had my eyes closed as I listened to Kitty and Daisy talk, the sun making the parting of my hair feel warm. And can you believe Miss Barnard chose Elizabeth as head girl? asked Kitty. Miss Barnard is our new headmistress. She is surprisingly young for such an important grown-up, and most people are amazed when they first see her, but if you spend any time around her, you can quite understand. Calm spreads from her like a cool wave. It only takes five minutes for her to make any problem vanish. She is my favourite of all the new mistresses. I think she is slightly magic. And the new prefects too, said Daisy. They're all quite dreadful. Imagine, we shall have to be ruled by them for a whole year. I know what you mean, said Kitty eagerly. You never know quite what they'll do next. She was stopped there by the noise of a car purring up the drive and stopping outside the big front door of house. We all sat up. Kitty's father was due at any moment and we were expecting him, so my heart gave a little lurch when I saw a big black sedan with my father's secretary, Maxwell, at the wheel, and beside him, my father. It was a very strange sight. You see, even though my father was the one who told me all about England when I was younger, so that it was all in my head before I ever arrived, and he's the reason why I go to Deep Dean School, I had never been able to picture him in England before. He seems to belong to the Hong Kong side of my life. But seeing him there in his immaculate dark suit and tie, climbing out of the car to stand next to the front door of our house, was like holding up a stereoscope and watching the two halves of the picture come together with a snap. My father is not tall, but he is determined-looking, with a square jaw and little round glasses that nearly hide his eyes, which he narrowed at me when he saw me sitting on the grass in such an unladylike way. I jumped to my feet, shamed. Goodness, exclaimed Beanie, eyes wide. Is that your father? How funny. He looks exactly like you. Beans, said Kitty, rolling her eyes. Who else would he look like? I don't know, said Beanie. I mean, does everyone in Hong Kong look like you, Hazel? It was on the tip of my tongue to say that when I first came to England, everyone had seemed identical to me. But then I saw Kitty looking at me assessingly. Awfully nice car, she said. I blushed. Is it? I asked, although I knew perfectly well that it must be. My father always has the best of everything, wherever he goes, but explaining that to Kitty would be talking about money, and I have been in England long enough to know that talking about money is not nice, especially when you have quite a lot of it. I curtsied to my father, who was still watching us. Then the door opened, and the maid ushered him inside. While he was speaking to Matron, I rather dreaded that, in case she mentioned how untidy I have become. In Hong Kong, I am absolutely neat, but I have discovered that to fit in here, I must be careless with my possessions and leave at least one thing on the floor every day. Our trunks were brought inside. There was mine, with all its ship dents and fading custom stickers, and there, next to it, 
was Daisy's. That made it real. Daisy truly was spending the holidays with us. It was as though a great weight had been lifted off my shoulders. You see, what happened at Easter, all the business with Mr Curtis being murdered, meant that Daisy couldn't go home to Fallingford for the summer holes this year. Her house has been locked up, and her family are all up in London for the trial. Daisy wanted to go too, desperately, but we were both absolutely banned by Inspector Priestley. Secretly, I was glad. I did not even want to think about it, not that we had been able to get away with ignoring what happened. The story of Mr Curtis was all over Deep Dean within a day of the beginning of the summer term. There were whispers up and down the corridors, and people turning and looking at us in prayers. Daisy hated it. I could tell by the way she held her chin up and pressed her lips together. She does not like being pitied. It does not fit in with the myth of the glorious, perfect Daisy Wells.